Today we are going to begin a review of Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ by Irvin Baxter, using video footage never before played on this show. Specifically, we'll discuss Lesson 1 in Irvin's final series, Four Accounts of the Second Coming. Don't go anywhere. Today is going to be a very special show. Welcome to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. A very exciting show for you today because we are going to review um, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ. It's uh, Irvin's last series. There's 21 lessons in the series. Uh, we won't be able to get through all 21, but we're going to get through as many as we possibly can the next couple of days. So we're very, very excited because many of you have never seen this series. We're going to pull clips uh, of Irvin teaching from this new series, and uh, it's just something you don't want to miss out on if you have uh, never watched it before. So, uh, if you're on Facebook, share this video now. There's clips that are going to be played that are going to help people understand the book of Revelation like they've never understood it before. I believe that lights are going to come on where darkness has been or confusion has been because so many people have learned so many things over the year that just doesn't quite add up. This is what we hear a lot is that, man, when I listened to Irvin teach that, it was just so plain all of a sudden. And so uh, we can testify that we've experienced the same revelation. Uh, he was a gifted teacher. And uh, not only did we want to highlight his uh, gift from God of teaching, but also um, the content of revelation. And so, Doug, we're, we're thrilled to be doing this today. Um, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, you know, he did. He had a way about him, Vince, where he could make something that was uh, not easily understandable. Uh, he could just break it down and just make it elementary to you. By the time you got done hearing uh, what he had to explain about the scriptures and break those scriptures down, you just had an understanding like you never had before. So, you know, like you said, we both uh, were able to understand it because of Pastor Baxter. So. I started listening to him many years ago, and he made a lot of sense. So here we are today. <laughs> no doubt. And, you know, a lot of people, they'll read the book of Revelation and get confused because, I mean, there's some psychedelic stuff in there if you don't know what you're reading. <laughs> yeah. And so um, we're going to be talking about the main theme of yeah. Revelation. There is a theme. It's not just Narnia beasts and such. There is an actual theme. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to start by playing a clip of Irvin. Yeah. If we can go to that. The book of Revelation is such an exciting book because it deals mostly with events that are to occur in these end times. The book of Revelation is not really the book of Revelation. The first verse of the first chapter says the revelation of Jesus Christ. The word revelation comes from the Greek word apocalypsis, which means the revealing or the unveiling. The unveiling of Jesus Christ is the design of the entire book of Revelation. Revelation contains 
four very dramatic and exciting accounts of the second coming of Jesus Christ back to this earth. Let's pause a moment to discover the theme of the entire book of Revelation. It's given to us in Revelation chapter number one, verse number seven. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. So this is the verse that sets the theme. Behold, he cometh. I got goosebumps. I know, it's pretty exciting. And you know what I mean? That series is, is something that's amazing, just the uh, the graphics and everything we use in there. But the truth of what's happening there is makes it even more so. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second coming of Christ is the theme, which Pastor Baxter was just talking about. And he read a scripture there in Revelation, but there's other scriptures that we can look at as well. So... Uh, do we want to share those scriptures now? Oh, absolutely. And I will mention uh, before we get into that, that this series is 21 lessons. It's available on DVD. It's available in book form. So if you're interested in that physical DVD package and the book, you can call 800 Time or go to endtime.com and uh, go to our store there and you can get that physical product. You can also stream it live at any time. Uh, on demand 24-7 at watch.endtime.com. If you're a uh, subscriber to End of the Age Plus, you can uh, binge watch Jesus for uh, many, many hours. Like I said, there's 21 lessons, so uh, be sure to do that because we're only going to be able to play clips here. Um, But anyway, Revelation chapter 1, starting with verse 7, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall... Well, because of him, even so, amen. Yeah, and so that's the scripture Pastor Baxter talked about. It says, every eye shall see him. He'll be coming in the clouds and that the people of the earth will wail because of him. There are other scriptures that back this up. So anytime we're looking at an event in scripture, the more scriptures we have to explain that, the better. So there's other scriptures like Acts chapter 1. Remember when uh, Jesus left the disciples and what happened there. Doug, and you may have to help me because if, if, if you can't tell, I've got some sinus cloggage, <laughs> yeah. having a little bit of trouble today, but we will get through it. I'll, I'll read, and if I choke out, you've just got to run All with right. it. Acts 1, back. starting in verse 9, And when he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee... Why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. So they watched him go up in the clouds, and these angels are standing around saying, he's coming back the same way that he left in the clouds. That's what Revelation chapter 1 tells us. Uh, We also have scripture in Matthew 24 that explains it like this. 
Verse 29 says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Yeah, so once again, he's coming in the clouds and people are mourning because they see him coming and they know it's too late for them. Absolutely, and we've got a lot of more, a lot more clips of Irvin to share with you after the break. We're backing up with more scripture as well and talk about what Irvin's teaching through this lesson so you don't want to miss uh, the rest of the show. Be sure to share, tell your friends to tune in. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're very excited about today's show because we're playing clips from Irvin's last series, Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, kind of doing a review of it. And uh, we're talking about the main theme of the book of Revelation today. Uh, we would love to show the entire series on here, but there's not enough time. There's 21 lessons, and we only have less than an hour, and so we would never be able to get through it all. It would take uh, many weeks to do that, and so we are playing clips and giving you some feedback along the way. Yeah. And so a while ago we looked at some other scriptures in the Bible that explain that he's coming back in the clouds. We looked at uh, Matthew 24, 29 through 31, which is a depiction of the second coming, Jesus coming in the clouds. 
and everyone mourns when they see him. And then Acts one uh, eleven explains that the same way he left is the way he's coming back. So there's other scripture that explain that that is the second coming of Jesus Christ. And so there's also, as we, as we unfold this book of Revelation here, there's also a structure to it. And it's a structure that many people are not real familiar with. And so um, let's look at our second video clip here, Vince, and uh, Pastor Baxter will help us understand this a little. In order for us to really understand the book of Revelation, we need to know that there are three sections of the book of Revelation. Revelation 1.19 defines these sections for us. Here's what the voice said to John. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. Let's look at these segments one at a time. The things that thou hast seen are recorded in chapter number one. The things which are, are recorded in chapters two and three. The things which shall be hereafter are recorded in chapters four through chapter number 22. There, Vince, and, and tells us this is scriptural. This is not our opinion about something. This is actually in Revelation chapter 1, verse 19. Right, the things which I've seen, the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. Right. So we didn't make that up. That's actually from scripture. And so what we did was we broke it down. Pastor Baxter tells us that there's three sections. Chapter 1 are those things which thou hast seen. Chapter 2, the things which are. And chapter 3, are, are the chapter 4, actually, I should say there, chapter 4, are the things that shall be hereafter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've, we've got a third clip to look at that's going to explain a little bit more, and then we'll talk more about it. Now, let's take a closer look at these three sections of the book of Revelation. First of all, chapter 1, the things thou hast seen. Revelation 1, 8 says it this way. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending saith the Lord, which is, and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen and have the keys of hell and of death. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Now we're talking about the things thou hast seen. And then skipping to verse 17, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, John, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth, but I was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. 
So John saw the Lord in chapter number one, and the Lord revealed himself to him. I am Alpha and Omega. I am the first and the last. And then he further reveals himself as being Jesus Christ when he said, I am he that liveth and I was dead. Okay, so the reason why we want to break all this down and talk about it is because we want everybody to understand exactly what's going on there. And so the things that thou hast seen is what we're talking about right here. This is what John was writing down in the first chapter of Revelation. John saw a powerful vision here, Vince, and it frightened him. It scared him so bad that he threw himself down at the feet of this this being. And what he's seeing there is he's seeing the same thing that Daniel describes in Daniel chapter 7. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, it says, I beheld till the thrones there were uh, were cast down... And the Ancient of Days did set, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair on his head was like pure wool. His throne was like a fiery flame, and the wheels uh, were burning as a fire. So Daniel saw this vision of the Ancient of Days, and he describes it in Daniel 7. And now John, in Revelation 14, describes the same person. Uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse 14 his head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like into fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And then he goes on to tell that it frightened him so bad. What, what happened there? He falls at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I'm the first and the last. I'm he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Okay, so something to think about here. Okay, John is, he proclaims himself in Scripture as being the disciple that Jesus loved. He was very close to Jesus. You think about the Last Supper, and he was sitting there next to Jesus, had his head on Jesus' shoulder, resting his head there while Jesus talked to everybody. And Jesus was explaining, remember, that somebody was going to betray him that night. And Peter bumps John and says, hey, ask him who he's talking about. That's how close they were to where John could could sit there and be real close to Jesus and rest there at his side and ask him, who are you speaking of? And so that's the relationship he had. John is also the one that as Jesus died on the cross, he looked down and he said, this is your mother, and mother, this is your son, leaving his mom, Mary, in charge of John, or John in charge of his mom, taking care of his mom after Jesus was gone. So it, they had a close-knit relation there. But John now is bowing down in fear and reverence. And Jesus lays his hand on John. Now, that would be familiar to John. Because how many times do you think, walking with Jesus when he was alive on earth, that Jesus put his hand on John's shoulder? And here he does it again. And he says words that John had heard many times before in his life. He said, fear not, for it is I. He says, I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last, uh, the beginning and the end. The one who was alive and then I was dead and now I'm alive forevermore. And he conquered hell and death by going to the cross. And he tells John, I have the keys of hell and death. So John had... That revelation moment, the, the reason why we call the unveiling of Jesus Christ, 
John has this revelation moment where he realizes that this is Jesus glorified now. He's in heaven. He's, he's in his glorified state. Not the way that John had seen him here on earth, but now he's glorified as God. And he sees him and he realizes this is God. So what a revelation. And that's what John sees right there. And that's what he's explaining to us. He was afraid. He threw himself down, scared to death. The Lord comforted him and said, it's me. It's Jesus. Now, why do people say death, hell, and the grave? Well, he conquered all of it. Doesn't say that in Scripture, though. <laughs> well, that's true. It says that he... Uh, it's one of those things when people say it always just kind of like... It gets in your crawl. Well, it's like, yeah, but... Yeah. I get what you mean, but... Yeah. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. No, it really doesn't. But he did conquer all those things. Sure. The grave couldn't hold him down, so death couldn't keep him, and... Nothing you know, good. He took the keys of hell and death yeah. from the devil, stole his own keys from his house. Well, he didn't steal them. He just took them because the devil messed up. So anyway, it's a story for another time. <laughs> All right. So we've we've got another video uh, that we can watch here. This is going to set up a little bit more of what we're talking about today. But uh, let's go to that clip. Let's take a look now at the things that are chapters two and three. These are the messages to the seven churches of Asia Minor that existed at that particular time. The churches were Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Those were the seven churches of Asia. And history records that after John was rescued from the exile on the Isle of Patmos, He returned to Asia Minor, which today is Turkey, and was the overseer of those seven churches. So in chapters 2 and 3, Almighty God gave to John specific messages to each of those seven churches to present to them, which he did after he was released from the exile. Okay, one of the cool things about this to me, Vince, is that we can sit here and and teach alongside Pastor Baxter again. It's just really cool to be able to do that. I hope people are enjoying that as much as I am. But um, So what we're talking about here, we're talking about the things that are in chapter 2 and 3 of Revelation, and they are the things that are. And so the things that were actually uh, there at that time, and these are the seven churches in Asia, like Pastor Baxter explained. In this passage, John was writing... Uh, to those churches. And after his escape from the Isle of Patmos, John went back uh, to the mainland and according to history, was the overseer of those seven churches. He took the messages back to the churches to help them become what God intended them to be. Now, you'll notice throughout the Bible that most of the books of the New Testament were addressed to specific churches. Um, You know, there's Galatia, there's Corinth. Uh, However, if you study the messages to those churches, to those seven churches, uh, they could be applied to many of the churches today. For some churches, the message to uh, the Ephesian church could apply and many have left their first love. Others fit the description of the church of Sardis, uh, having the name that thou livest but art dead. Uh, They are called Christians, but they're lifeless. Uh, lacking the power of God in their lives. We, we see this in some of our churches today. Or perhaps the most disturbing message was the one that was given to the Laodicean church where Jesus said, I know thy works 
and thou art neither cold nor hot, I would work that you were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. A church cannot afford to be lukewarm right now in the times we're in. It's just or cold. No, I mean we we got to be on fire for the Lord, especially now, especially in the times that we live in and the things that we are seeing develop in our world. Uh, it's it's time for everybody to be on fire. But you know, Vince, there's also there's a teaching that these are seven church ages. Okay, and so we'll break that down a little bit with a brief explanation of how the belief that the seven churches represent seven church ages came about. Uh, In the back of the Thompson Chain Bible, there is a chart that lists all the churches of Revelation 111. It equates the conditions existing in the Ephesian church to the late apostolic age. The conditions existing in the Smyrna uh, church to the early centuries of persecution, the conditions in the church of uh, Pergamos to the age of Constantine and the temple uh, prosperity caused by a marriage of church and state. It equates the church of Tyratera uh, with the age of the papal apostasy and the Dark Ages, the Sardis church with the church of the Middle Ages and the Philadelphia church with the church uh, 15 of the, uh, I'm sorry, with the Church of the Reformation in Martin Luther's day. And finally, the Laodicean Church is believed to be the Church of the Last Days. But however, there's, there's absolutely no proof for these beliefs. Uh, those were simply seven messages to seven churches in John's day. All of those messages can be preached in our church today. I mean, all, all the churches can hear that and receive that message because there's these things going on in the modern-day church. But all, it's not a heaven or hell issue. It's important for us to understand that the chronolo- uh, chronologic order of the book of Revelation in order to understand the book of Revelation. If we don't understand that, then uh, it's very hard to figure out what's happening here in the book of Revelation. So just to clear everything up and help everybody understand, those, those seven letters are the seven churches that were in Asia at the time. Now, we're coming up on a break here, so we do have more videos to get to, and we want you to stick around for that. Uh, but could you give us a quick recap of where we're at now in this conversation? Yeah, so right now where we are, we've seen the things uh, which thou hast seen, what John was seeing at that moment in heaven, in this spiritual uh, area that he had been called up in. And then now we're seeing what is in chapter 2 and 3 of the book of Revelation, the seven letters to the seven existing churches that were in Asia Minor. And what's next? So when we come back, we're going to start the prophetic portion of the Bible, and we're going to look at the things which must be hereafter. All right. Well, if you want to watch the entire series, you can call us at 800 End Time and request that. You can also go to watch.endtime.com and watch Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ with Irvin Baxter. It's the last series that he did before his passing last year. Uh, But we'll be getting more into this lesson after the break. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. 
It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. I told you before the break, this series, Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, is available on End of the Age Plus, uh, but it's not the only thing available on End of the Age Plus. There's literally thousands of hours of content available there for free. Uh, Once you become a subscriber, uh, you can access a lot more that's available as well. So we've got the daily show that's there, and then Understand the End Time, which is a foundational series for End Time Ministries, Revelation Volume 1 and 2 and even the digital version of End Time Magazine that we publish every other month. And then there's also exclusive content that's there, and we'll be developing more of that in the coming uh, months and year. And so if you're not already a subscriber to End of the Age Plus, it's certainly the place to be for on-demand prophecy content that will help you understand current events in a common-sense way. We try our best not to uh, confuse anyone with, with strange analogies or uh, words that no one can pronounce, but uh, we feel called to share with with you uh, common sense teaching and explain current events through a lens of Bible prophecy. And so that's what we do. Of course, we're able to do this for free uh, daily on the radio and on television and on um, the internet as we broadcast every single weekday. Uh, but there's some paid stuff along the way uh, that you're welcome to tap into that helps us uh, pay the bills around here. So uh, it's only twelve ninety nine a month, so become a subscriber today, or you can donate to End Time Ministries. It's really what helps uh, make us uh, make this opportunity for us to broadcast for free happen. And so, when you give, uh, these are the type of things that it goes toward. Uh, you know, being able to broadcast free for the entire world to consume. And so, partner with us, endtime.com slash give. We have people that give one time. We have people that give every single month. And we greatly appreciate you partnering with us and joining us on this crusade to get the message of Jesus Christ and the second coming out uh, in easy-to-understand way. All right, Doug, we're talking about the theme of Revelation and reviewing Irvin's last series that he did, Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ. And we're talking about the things that... Um, are to come. And so that's where we're at, right? Right. Yeah, so we have a video clip here of Pastor Baxter again uh, explaining this to us. Now we come to the larger part of the book of Revelation. These are the things 
which shall be hereafter. Chapters 4 through 22. Let's take a look at verse 1 of chapter 4. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, John. I will show thee things which must be hereafter. So Revelation chapter 4 verse 1 begins the prophetic portion of the book of Revelation. Okay, so the first thing to note here is that now we're moving into chapter 4. We're moving into the future of John's perspective, the things that uh, must be hereafter. The voice said, come up hither. Now, a lot of people, Vince, will say that that's the rapture. And they'll say, okay, the church is raptured at that point. There's no more church. That's not the case here uh, without going into great detail right now. uh, This is not the rapture. This is John being called up so that he can see the prophetic visions that he's going to record in the book of Revelation. A lot of people say the church is not mentioned again after this. The church is mentioned again after this. It's mentioned in Revelation chapter 7. It's mentioned in Revelation chapter 19 and many other places. But uh, regardless, this is not the rapture when it happens. This is John being called up and he's going to be shown what must take place hereafter. All right. So it's critical that we kind of understand that. Uh, so we've we've seen now we've we've seen the things which thou hast seen the things which are and now we're in the things which must be hereafter. So uh, let's let's go to the next clip. Now here's another very important thing to understand as we're taking this overview of the entire book of Revelation. Revelation contains four different accounts of the second coming of Jesus, or we might say four different accounts of the unveiling of Jesus. That's what the whole book is about. The unveiling of Jesus Christ or the revealing of Jesus Christ to the world. So he talks about four different accounts of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Those four accounts, Vince, are the sixth and seventh seal, the seventh trumpet, the two harvest, of Revelation 14, and the seventh vial. These are all the second coming of Jesus Christ. And so we can look at the scriptures now and talk about that. Uh, Do you want to start there with Revelation 6? This is the sixth and seventh seal. Absolutely. But first, I do want to tell you that we will be taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. if you uh, appreciate the fact that we featured Irvin on today's show, uh, give us a call and let us know. Or if you have a question about anything that we've talked about, we'd love to chat with you about that. So 877-363-8463 is the number to call. All right, Revelation uh, 6, starting in verse 12, says, And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell into the earth 
even as the fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. <coughs> Excuse me. And said unto the mountains and rocks, Fall on us. You better finish that. I'm about to lose it. <laughs> Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that setteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall stand? So this is the second coming. If you notice here, Vince, there's a lot of things that are happening here in this scripture that also we read in Matthew 24, 29 through 31. You've got the sun being darkened, the moon not giving its light, the stars in the sky or the stars in the heavens falling through the earth. Uh, heavens roll back as a scroll. Another thing that's going to come up later is every mountain and every island were moved out of their places. But it also tells us that the kings of the earth, they were afraid. They were mourning. Here's the mourning again. And they were asking the rocks to fall on them, to hide them from the wrath of God. So that's the sixth seal. The seventh seal is found in Revelation chapter 8. Would you like me to read that? I, I think I can get uh, okay. it. Okay. Just don't ask me too many questions. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, verse 1, And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. Okay, so that's verse 1 and, and verse 5 from Revelation 8. To show you what's going on there... There's silence in heaven for about the space of a half hour. Uh, we don't know what that silence is. We get that question a lot. One of the things Pastor Baxter thought that that silence could actually be was all of heaven witnessing the rapture of the church. Now remember, this is the second uh, coming and the rapture of the church, but it's the first telling of this in the seals. So the seals are the first story that end with the second coming of Jesus Christ. And now... Uh, one of the things I want to direct your attention to is there in verse 5 where it says, and there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and earthquakes. So as we move down through these different events, we will see that these same things are happening in these events. So the second um, version of this is in the seventh trumpet. It's Revelation 11. It's the uh, second coming again being told in the trumpets. And it says, The seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath has come. So once again, the nations are upset. The wrath of God is coming. And the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that thou should give reward unto your servants the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear your name, small and great, uh, and should destroy them which destroy the earth. So right there we're seeing that it's time to reward your servants, the prophets, and the saints. Well, remember when Daniel wrote the book of Daniel, what he was told in Daniel chapter 12 was, Daniel, you close up the words of thy book, for it's sealed until the time of the end. You will rest... And then you will receive your allotted inheritance. You'll receive what's coming to you. This is his inheritance. It's time there. We're going to receive the kingdom of heaven. And that's what that inheritance is. That's what our reward is. And that's what's happening here at the second coming. 
And then it says, And the temple of God was open in heaven, and there was seen the temple of the ark of his testament, and there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. So we see the same thing we saw in the seventh seal. We see the lightnings, the voices, the thunderings, and the earthquake. And then there's also great hail. So then we move into Revelation 14, and this is the two harvest. Um, I'm just going to take the liberty of reading this and give Vince a break here and let his voice rest a little bit. You guys pray for Vince. Uh, in Revelation 14, 14, it says, And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one set like unto the Son of Man. Remember, Jesus is coming back in the clouds, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice, To him that sat on the cloud, thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. He And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven. He also have a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar which had the power over fire and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle and gather the cluster of the vine of the earth, and her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the wine press, even unto the horse bridles by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. So this is another um, explanation of the rapture there. It's another uh, second coming of Jesus Christ. There are some that are being reaped to be put in the wine press, others who are being reaped to receive their reward. So that's another one there, and that is in the uh, Revelation 14. That's the two harvest. We've now, got about a minute left here, Doug. I okay. want to make sure everyone knows we are going to take your calls. If you have questions or if you'd like to make a comment about how you appreciate Irvin being featured today, uh, we'd be happy to talk with you. The number to call is one eight seven seven in time It's one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Also, we're just playing... Uh, a very very few clips. This is a 21 lesson series, and you can watch the entire thing on demand. Stream it right from your phone, tablet, computer, whatever uh, your Roku, whatever you want to do it on uh, through the End of the Age Plus app. So go to watch.endtime.com or search End of the Age Plus in any of the app stores, and you can start streaming Revelation: The Unveiling of Jesus Christ with Irvin Baxter immediately, and you can binge it and watch it all night if you'd like. I don't recommend that because you need to go to bed and sleep, but you, you can do it. It's kind of our version of Netflix. So be sure to do that and get the physical product as well if that's what you prefer by calling 800 End Time. Don't go anywhere. We've got one more special clip. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon-coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME. It's 877-363-8463. We're featuring Irvin's first lesson in uh, his last series that he did before his passing, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ. And uh, we think it's extremely special and we wanted to share it with you. There's no way we could possibly share the whole series because there's just not enough time in this short broadcast. Uh, There's 21 lessons, so it's hours and hours long. But uh, we're giving it to you in bite-sized pieces, and we may continue to do that. So if you appreciate it, give us a call and let us know. If you have questions about anything else regarding what we've talked about, um, we'll take your call and have a conversation with you. We'd be glad to do that. Now, Doug, I think there's another account we need to cover. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Then would you like me to read it? Yeah, that, that would be great. <laughs> okay. All right. So the, the final one here is the seventh vial. And so we're going to look at that in Scripture. This is found in Revelation 16. And it's verse 17 is where I'm going to start here. And it says, The seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were, catch this, voices, thunders, and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake. So remember, we've had... Are you reading the same scripture over and over? Right. It seems like that, right? We've got the same thing going on. That's how we know it's the same event that's happening here, the second coming. Okay, so it says about the great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great that the great city was divided into three parts and the city of the nations fell. Now, something we didn't talk about in Revelation 11, just before that trumpet sounds, there's also a great earthquake there. It's the same earthquake we believe that's happening here because it happens and there's 7,000 people that are killed in an earthquake at that time. That's just something to think about when you're doing your own studies there. We don't have a lot of time to go back and talk about that. But this earthquake is in many different places. And the great city was divided into three parts and the city of the nations fell. And great <coughs> Babylon came into remembrance before God to give unto her a cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and every mountain and the mountains were not found. Remember, this same event happened back in the sixth seal as well. It said the mountains and the islands were not found. They were removed. And there uh, fell upon man great hell out of heaven. Every stone weighed about a talent. That's about a hundred pounds. And man blasphemed God because of the plague of hell, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. So, Vince, this is the uh, second coming of the Lord again. This is when these things are happening. And actually, when you look in the vials, which Dave has done, you know, a, a... brand new dvd on the seven vials and you can you can purchase that dvd or it's on into the age there if you want to look into that and go through it uh, a little bit more thoroughly than what we're talking about today but when you look at 
Revelation 16, verse 15, it gives you a little uh, understanding there about what's happening uh, right there in this scripture. It says, Behold, I come as a thief, and blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. That's up in verse 15. That behold, I come as a thief. Well, there's other scriptures throughout the Bible that tell us that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. And that it won't take us by surprise because we're not children of the night, but we're children of the day. And therefore, that day can't take us like a thief. So Jesus says right in the middle of this uh, scriptures about the, uh, the seven vials. He says, Behold, I come as a thief, and blessed is he that watches and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame. So we believe that that is that last-minute warning. That's that uh, rapture taking place right before the full wrath of God's fury is, is poured out there. So that's where we are. There's the four uh, accounts of the second coming uh, told in the book of Revelation. Okay, so uh, what do we want to do from here? You want to finish with the last part of the video and then we'll go to the calls? No, we want to save that last video. Okay, we're going to save that for the end. We're close to the last. All right, hey, I'm with you on that. That's what you wanted. I agree. It's a great clip that that we want to kind of wrap up the show with today. Excellent. Let's do Um, that. Before we get to the calls, I I want to tell you that uh, this series is on Plus. Watch.intime.com. Along with that, you can watch and understand the end time. Our digital version of End Time magazine is available there that you can read. There's a lot of other stuff. Uh, also, there's a small selection of the videos that have been restricted on YouTube or Facebook. So if you go to End of the Age Plus, you can search Restricted, and there's a whole um, section on the restricted videos. The latest one, uh, I think, is from us, Doug, on the open line that we did a few months ago. Yeah. Um, YouTube didn't like something that Doug said is what we've concluded which they don't like a lot of things that we say, Doug, yeah. but um, well, I you know, apologize. you're not allowed to do certain things, but um, and, and they <laughs> will restrict the you. Now, it's important to know what restricted means, I think. Right. Uh, a lot of times when people start talking about this, they talk, they talk about being uh, banned and all this other things. The videos are still there on YouTube. However, um, they're restricted in that if you have a um, an account that's labeled for children or an account that's labeled as a library or a school or uh, something like that, it hides it from all of those accounts. And so you can't find that video. It also suppresses it to where if you literally search the exact title of some of these videos, they don't come up under end time. You'll get something else. It also suppresses it in that, as you all know, uh, if you're watching a YouTube video or a Facebook video, there's recommended videos that come up after it or on the side of your screen. Uh, basically, it won't go there either. And so it doesn't matter how hard you try to find it, unless someone sends you a direct link, uh, you are more than likely not going to be able to find it. They make it very difficult to find this content. And so we've got lots of videos that have been restricted, and we've uploaded a couple dozen of them, and we, we will continue to upload more. But right now, there's a couple of dozen on End of the Age Plus. So you can go there and um, search for Restricted, and you'll see a whole section. So let's go to the phones, Doug. Let's go to Rennell in Louisiana. Rennell, welcome to End of the Age. Hello there. Hi. Vince and Doug, y'all doing a wonderful job. Well, thanks Uh, so much. uh, We we sure miss Evan Baxter, but y'all are doing a wonderful job, plus Dave Robbins. 
Um, I want to touch on the six trumpet. Um, I was wondering what your thoughts were about this 20-year Iraqi war that we've been in. I've been kind of researching and seeing how many people were killed, and it's been like 2.6 million people is what I've seen so far. But, you know, that did culminate at the Euphrates River. But just just want to know what your thought is, and I'll take your answer off here. God bless y'all. Well, thank you, and God bless you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, um, I... I know what you're saying. There's a lot of people that have said that they believe that, you know, the World War III actually started with 9-11. And, I mean, there's some people that still contend to that. Um, And though it could have, and it could have something to do with that area, it just feels like it's going to be, when this happens, it's going to be something major that happens very quickly. Uh, it, it feels like that when this war begins, we're going to know, okay, this is that six trumpet war that we're talking about. It looks like um, that it's going to be something that's going to wipe out a huge population, one third of mankind, as you know, as the scripture says. And it looks like that it could actually go nuclear. And I would expect that America would, would take some hits from this as well. You know, a lot of people think that, that we believe that America won't get any kind of Uh, judgment at all but we're going to be judged uh, to some extent there's just too many wicked things that happen in this country abortion being one of them homosexual marriages being another one so we're we're guilty as as any country is uh, for our sins and to think that we would get through that war without taking some type of uh, a loss or a hit there I just think that when this war happens, it's going to be worldwide and it's going to be something that is going to be in a magnitude to where some people are going to uh, understand the loss. It's going to force us into uh, that peace agreement. It's going to make people be crying out for that peace agreement, I believe. And so that's why I, I believe that the war hasn't happened yet, that it will be a future war that's getting ready to happen. And that's why we watch the news so much, uh, you know, for that region, Vince, is because uh, we we believe that this war could happen at any second. Uh, somebody asked me the other day, could China be uh, starting that war with Taiwan if they invade Taiwan? Well, that very much could start the war. Um, just because those angels were bound up in the great river Euphrates, it doesn't necessarily mean that they stay there. Those angels could have went out and gone in and, and caused... Uh, this war to happen with the people that they uh, interacted with. So just like the four horsemen that we have in the book of Revelation, where it talks about these are spirits that go out into the world and uh, cause these idealisms to become, uh, you know, thought process. These angels could be the same thing. We just don't know for sure. Uh, But we're going to watch any situation over there that could involve it. Of course, we know China is very good friends with Russia and Iran. So, uh, and now with the Taliban. So, you know, there's a lot of factions over there in the Middle East, right there around the Euphrates River. Doug, we better get to that last clip. Let's do it. Don't mean to cut you off, but we're going to run out of time. We want to get to it. Absolutely. I wanted you to get a good overview here of the structure. Two things I want you to remember. Number one, there are three divisions of the book of Revelation. The things thou hast seen, 
the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. Revelation 1.19 tells us that. John was told, write the things thou hast seen, the things which are, the things which shall be hereafter. Then on the other hand, we have four different accounts of the unveiling. I mean, why did God write the book of Revelation like this? It appears that he was looking forward with great excitement to the culmination of everything. I'm talking about Calvary. I'm talking about his ministry. I'm talking about the church age. Everything is all going to culminate with this ultimate goal, with the second coming of Jesus to the earth. I will go back to the theme of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 7. Behold, he cometh with the clouds, and every eye shall behold him. You and I live in the time of that fulfillment. It's just ahead of us now. Now, I want to make sure that I'm in the right harvest. I don't want to be the harvest of the tares. I want to be the harvest of the wheat. I want you to be the harvest of the wheat. And that's the reason we are studying the plan of God for the end time contained in the book of Revelation. Wow. So he's gone on to his reward, Vince. He's going to definitely make that right harvest. Um, You know, he's so excited there, folks. And that's why I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did today, uh, teaching it and being able to teach alongside Pastor Baxter again. Uh, And I hope that you understand a little bit more about the structure of the book of Revelation and how it's written about the four accounts of the second coming and the rapture of the church. Uh, As we move into the rest of the week, we're going to cover some more areas here in the book of Revelation. We hope that you'll be able to uh, join us this week as we do that. And like I said before, Uh, You guys pray for Vince. We need his voice to get better, and uh, we're hoping that God heals him up. I believe it. Yeah, me too. We will see you tomorrow. God bless you guys, and have a wonderful day. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.